welcome to the Wodesman Podcast, catching up with all things bushcraft, wild camping and the great outdoors. So, hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Wodesman Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Liam Primal Nomad, for this one. Just a very short introduction for me, and then you'll be back with me and Tom. And actually, this time, we're at the Bushcraft Show. We met up with so many new listeners, viewers, and just great people at the event. And it was a really, really busy one for us both. We've got so much kind of Wodesman clips and audio we're going to have to make two episodes out of this but they'll be releasing in quick succession so to start off we're going to just share a little interview that we had with field and steel and um, he is a knife maker steve from the north of england and he produces some absolutely amazing bits of kit i have one of his splinters a little small neck knife that acts as a perfect kind of utility scalpel Tom also has plenty of Field and Steel's blades, including the Omega, which he did an amazing review on YouTube, so definitely go check that out. But without further ado, I hope you enjoy, and next time, like I said, we'll be catching up with a more kind of in-depth of the show and some of the makers and people who attended. But I hope you enjoy this episode with Steve from Field and Steel, and definitely go check him out on Instagram and check out his shop as well. Until next time, guys. We'll see you soon, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Wodesman Podcast. The Wodesman Podcast is proud to bring you a unique opportunity from the State Detective, whose mission is to source and offer their followers some of the best beef products on the market. With a passion for steak and World War II military history, the State Detective combines a love for a period in history that integrity, honesty, and patriotism were all embodied. The State Detective embraces these great attitudes and together we're giving a gentle nod to those who served by offering you, the listener, a promotional code for the State Detective. Use the code WODESMAN20 to receive 10% off of your order and also award 10% to help support The Bearded Fisherman, a UK-based charity helping those suffering with mental health issues. So whether you're in the market for beef jerky, biltong, incredible sauces, ration packs, tanks, warships or flyboys and also love bushcraft, cooking, hunting or fishing, check out the State Detective. It's terribly British. Well guys, we've uh, passed uh, an absolute legend in the knife making world. We have indeed. <laughs> Steve Armstrong, Field and Steel. Uh, I saw him from a distance, I was like, I know that man. Yeah, I know him <laughs> from his workshop diaries. Had to call the you. amount of chats that me and Steve have had online uh, about knives and just nerding out about steels and oh, grinds yeah. and things. Yeah, it's a gateway. It's a gateway, <laughs> it's a gateway to, to knife making is nerding out about steel. And I was like, right, we've just got to collar him and just get him on for just 10 minutes. Um, so thank you so much, Steve, for just yeah. giving up your time not to problem, come and talk to problem. us. Yeah, massively appreciate it. It's, you've got a day ticket, haven't you, so you're here for yeah, the day? Yeah, we've and... got to shoot off soon. We've got to drive back up to Yorkshire. Yeah. But um, it's kind of sad, really, because... You know, once you're out, you're out. I know, yeah, like, you mean. Yeah, you're gonna you be out, out. over for a curry. It would have been lovely. Yeah, yeah. But next time. Next, next time. time. Yeah, we we should do a camp. It would be good fun. We should. I'm open. I'm open to. Uh, I'm open to camping suggestions. I need excuse to get under canvas. Yeah. I don't mind. Yeah. No. We'll I don't think people realise that when. No, no, I think we should do that. Yeah, be good should, fun. Should be a when they see me in a workshop, they don't realise that I do a lot of. No. Well, that's one of the things that we chatted because I've. 
Liam's had a go with all my film steels, and you've got the yeah. splinter, haven't you? Yeah, you can tell they're made by someone who does have that experience in the woods, you know. <laughs> and uh, well, it's that's where it came from. Yeah, the the outdoor stuff was there before the well at the same time as the knives. But um, I mean, I've been carrying knives since I was probably six or seven mm. you've got to bear in mind that I'm I'm an old guy now so I grew up in the 70s and 80s when it were alright to give kids knives and not worry about <laughs> it no not worry about the consequences <laughs> so you know I do vaguely remember getting my first pocket knife when I was probably about six nice and my dad's a my dad's a, a really really big outdoorsman um, yeah. into his fly fishing and oh, his hiking that. and his navigating that's amazing I mean, and I learnt a lot I learned a lot from my dad. Yeah. Perfect introduction um, to the hobby. And my, but my granddad was a knife maker. Right. My granddad oh, wow. was actually so a Sheffield blood. knife maker. Yeah. So it's kind of in the blood. No, that absolutely. So it was always yeah. at the back of the brain that I wanted to do it. Yeah. As my dad would say, it's not from the wind you got it then. No. <laughs> no. Um, but obviously, uh, that is a very recent thing. I mean, I'm. Yeah. Yeah fairly new to knife making I suppose I mean you know there's been guys in the game that I look up to that have been you know mm. like Sandy and stuff who've been yeah, knife making knives for probably 20 I mean Ben yeah Ben I think Ben's been making knives for 20 years even though he's younger than me he yeah, started, yeah. I think he started straight out of school you know, making yeah knives. he's amazing um, yeah some really talented craftsmen around yeah, yeah and we were, we were chatting about this earlier weren't we and yeah. that we wanted to do like a spotlight I was going to do a spotlight episode on British knife makers. Yeah, I like that yeah. idea of yours. Yeah, that would be cool. I just think that would be really cool because I've tried most most British <laughs> yeah. knife makers' knives now because I just I love supporting independent craftsmen. I just think it's an amazing thing, and I use knives every single day of my life. Yeah. And to, when you find a maker like yourself, yeah. who you know I can depend a hundred percent on this tool, mm. it's a really special thing. And you, I almost feel like like I get to I've got to know you through your tools. If that makes sense, I sort of understand your philosophy of knife making by actually using your tools. I can see the sort of design choices that have been made. Yeah, and it's like I have my I have your Omega, uh, as you know, which is sort of your larger Puko. It's got a five yep. mil thick spine. Beautiful blade. But the grind on it, it makes it feel a lot thinner when you're actually doing feather sticks and stuff. Yeah, it's and nimble, isn't it? I taught a course on and and we were doing feather sticks, and I probably carved twenty feather sticks in a row with that film steel. And then I showed battening. I did bat demos on battening, and I was just literally beating the shit out of it for <laughs> for the day. And then we did bow drill the next That's day, what it's there for. and it was like three days of literally the hardest use you could <laughs> put a knife through. And at the end of the weekend, it looked like I'd never used the thing. Yeah. And it was still shaving sharp, and I was like, That's Yeah, everything a this is should be, isn't it? <laughs> literally a tool that I could rely on. Yeah, it would be um, a good one-tool option that would. Yeah, wouldn't it? The 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 trap I think a lot of knife makers fall into is the they feel the need to come up with these complicated heat treat processes to justify the price tag. Mm -hmm. But to be honest, if you look at the recipe, because every piece of steel you buy comes with a recipe, it's mm. not difficult. If you look at the recipe, it's minimal. Mm, yeah. And these are engineered. They spend these steel companies spend hundreds of thousands of pounds coming up with these formulas yeah. to get the best from their steel. Yeah. So to start adding in yeah. extra, you know, extra quench cycles here, extra heat treat cycles there, normalising processes here, mm. all you're doing is messing about with that steel. Mm. 
and you're opening up for more errors. You're could, opening up for more flaws to creep mm, into that steel. Yeah, you could actually put a flaw so, where there isn't one, yeah. yeah. The best advice I can offer anybody is just, if you're buying a piece of 01, if you're buying a piece of 1085, if you're buying a piece of, even if you're going into stainless, you know, yeah. if you're buying a piece of ABL or a piece of Sandvik 14 C28N, yeah, yeah. is stick to what the manufacturer are telling you to do with that piece of steel to get the best out of that steel yeah. and you won't go far wrong. You'll Makes end up with sense. a good knife. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And That's the rest really of, good advice actually because some of our listeners do like dabble, don't they, in knife making and try try their hand at sort of yeah, different and sure things. And like, I've done it before. I've bought some O1 and made some knives out of it and they cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I turned my barbecue into a little forge. But it is those little nuances that, little things. that change like, you know, a, a, a kind of I, I don't know, I guess a hobbyist into a craftsman, you know, someone yeah. who can put out reliable blades, like your splinter, for example. Mm. Both, both have one Both have a splinter, yeah, and it always little, lives on my little, my little necklace. Good little necklace. Knives, it's just good, good to go, knives. always, and it's such a thought-out design, yeah. still a full tang, you can rely on I will it. let you into a I little bit it. of a secret about the splinter. I probably yeah. shouldn't say this, no, should no, I, no, but no, you know. No, you've, you've started little, now, you have to tell us. little nugget. <laughs> I had a load of bits of steel left over <laughs> yeah. and a load of bits of handles left over yeah. and I just thought do you know what would be cool I can yeah. use these bits of steel up. I can use these bits of G10 up mm. I'll make an EDC scalpel yeah. everybody likes an EDC yeah. scalpel yeah. I'll make something that a leather worker can use yeah. Yeah. do you know what I mean and yeah. they can resharpen it because weirdly about the same time a friend of mine had asked me if I could sharpen him a load of Stanley knife blades and I'm like you're tight son just, just buy a load more Stanley knife blades I says yeah but I've got all these Stanley knife blades that are still sharp but not yeah. sharp enough for me I want to sharpen them up I'm like they're like eight quid for a pack of hundred just yeah. and then it got me thinking you know actually yeah yeah a reusable scalpel is a really yeah, good idea. Be a pre- and it, you know an EDC scalpel yeah. would be a pretty good idea and it meant I could use up all these scraps of steel that were not Great good for anything else fantastic like the, mo- the less waste you get in your process the better if you can make a product that Definitely. people really use that's why we like Thornhill Ultra Heavy yeah He's Thornhill's very great on that, at that. Well. he uses all the scraps of his yeah. tart materials to make little haversacks or little, bags. little bags for well, what I love about his stuff is he started out as Thornhill Ultra Light yeah. but there were too many people making Ultra Light gear yeah. and he didn't really like making it yeah so he just went the opposite. Flipped the switch and started making everything out of canvas. I love that. It was heavy as he was doing like hot tanks, wasn't he? Super like kind of hot yeah, tanks. Yeah, thing yeah. Sil poly and sil yeah. poly tarps and ultra light <laughs> backpacks and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Funny yeah, and now he's just making stuff and out now he's out just chucking brass, brass D-rings on things yeah, just because yeah. they look cool they and he's like you know what it adds weight but I like it and yeah. I'm just like legend yeah. <laughs> you can hang it hang it from a you can hang it from a tree now and swing on it and all sorts yeah. of things yeah. but no, yeah I that's how the splinter stuff. came about and I've just been asked if I'll make them in stainless so there may be a stainless Ooh. one coming Ooh, that's an exclusive <laughs> that's a woe yeah, may be exclusive yeah. that is and it'll probably be in Sandvik It'll Ooh. probably be in Sandvik 14C28N. Nice. Oh, Because yeah. I'm loving Sandvik. I'm loving Sandvik. You find it nice to use? Yeah. It's maybe not quite, and this is literally on a on a microscopic level, yeah. maybe yeah. not quite as good as ABL mm. or from a sharpening point of view. And edge retention, definitely, they're on par. Mm. Nice. Uh, corrosion resistance, definitely, they're on par. Mm. But from a knife making point of view, the Sandvik's just a little bit easier to work with. Yeah. It no, drills out a little bit better, it's a little bit less hard on your belts. Yeah. 
Which so all adds up. <laughs> it's just it, the production time's a little bit easier with yeah, the Samvik. Which makes sense. Mm. Yeah. If you give somebody a, a, a knife that's in 14C, 28N, yeah. and this is me nerding out on Steve, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Now. I'm loving it. On, or a knife in ABL. Yeah. And I didn't tell you which were which. You wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah. Not unless you were some kind of genius. You wouldn't yeah. be able to tell. I, there's a little bit of a yellow tinge to the ABL, and there's a little bit of a blue tinge to the yeah. Samvik, hmm. but only microscopic that's amazing um, but you know it's to a layman yeah yeah you you, you know one, one cuts it's, just as well as the other and that's what you need the knife for really at the end of the day isn't it it's yeah. to cut stuff cut stuff and be reliable <laughs> yeah yeah which both yours are Fit both fit the bill for both, don't well, they? That, I mean, yeah. that's why I started making knives. Well, I started designing knives mm. uh, because I, like you, Tom, I've yeah. probably owned everything, yeah. literally everything, <laughs> yeah. from wood laws to jack laws to yeah. oh, AA forge to mm -hmm. adventure sworn to daring yeah. to. You know, yeah. You this sounds like my bedside table. <laughs> I've traded. <laughs> this sounds like my bedside table. Which I've, is I've full of every knife under the I've, sun. I've traded all the way up and down that scale. Yeah. You know, and never could find, uh, with the exception of AA Forge, mm. Adam Gray's knives are where I want to be. I've know. never it's, actually had an AA Forge knife. Adam's similar. knives fit and finish is just yeah. on another level. He does lovely knife blade finishes, doesn't he? Um, really? And I've yet to yet to work out how he does his Scandivex so well because his Scandivex is just flawed. Bit of black magic going in there. Yeah, yeah something. Yeah. Um, a little bit of secret with, dust. With the demons. Yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't, find, I couldn't find what I really, really wanted. So I started designing knives. Yeah. I, I were a leather worker before. Yeah. Um, and a good friend of mine who ended up being kind of my mentor, a guy called Paul Whetstone, who was a who was a, a, a bladesmith and blacksmith and steel fabricator up in Leeds. Mm. He sort of said, well, you know, you come and do my leather work for me mm. and I'll make you a few knives. Mm. So this went on oh, 18 months, a couple of years, and I were doing his sheaths, you know, and he were making me knives in payment and I'd come up with a design for a knife and he'd make it for me. And then he just, I think he just got sick of me going, make me this, make me this, <laughs> make me this. So I said, look, I'll, make, I'll, I'll teach you how to make knives. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. So, for what, however long, 18 months, on a Saturday morning, I'd used to go up to his workshop and nice. you know, bang about with bits of steel and mm. he'd show me where, where I was going wrong, you know. Um, and then he actually gave me, and it's the belt grinder that I still use, he gave that's me amazing. a belt grinder and he gave me a little gas forge and yeah. just told oh, me to sod off. That's fantastic, though. Told that's me to cool. sod off and not come back, basically. <laughs> uh, well, what a legacy. You, you and, you know, those yeah. little gifts, you know. Five years, six six years, seven years or whatever it is. I don't yeah. even know where we That's are amazing. now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I've been blessed. I've been blessed to be able to do it full time yeah. for yeah. the last couple of three years. So, yeah. It, yeah, That's brilliant. I mean, like, I know I like a lot of knives, but like, mm. I'm not just being a fanboy here, no. but Field and Steel are up there as some of the best knives well, I've ever I used. I remember you bought one of the uh, friction folders. Yeah, so that was my first film. The Jackrabbit. Yeah. Jackrabbit with the lovely rock pattern handle. And I got that from you on one of your Sunday sales. I just waited yeah. until the yeah. exact moment you posted it and then I sent you a message. You brought that to our camp, like one Did. of our first camps this year, wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, 
and I got your you got the one with the year, the hundredth, the hundredth knife here, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which I use, and we use that on, on the shelter build. But I, I like to keep that one quite nice because yeah. it's obviously a special knife. Well, it's, 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 it's the only the one. It's the only one yeah. in existence. That one. That exactly. Some box there it's just a pain. Really yeah. an absolute pain in ass to make those. So <laughs> don't make them. <laughs> I, I, I've carved some nice spatulas and spoons with that. Uh, but I try and keep that one really pristine because it's special, and then beat the living hell out of my Omega. <laughs> well, they're just a, they're just a. That's what they're there for. Yeah. I, mean, I wanted to build something that was like, yeah, you know, very a, a survival knife. Yeah. You know, five inch blade, five mil thick, <laughs> mm. and something you could just smash. Water. Yeah, and the grip is so good. On well, that, yeah, two rock two people that I know have actually ordered one after seeing it in my video. So he had. Um, uh, someone that I met on a course he went and ordered one after seeing it in my videos <laughs> and then someone else uh, I'm, I'm not going to say who they are in case their wives don't know they bought the knives <laughs> don't want to get them in trouble um, got uh, the same as mine the Omega but with a bow drill divot in the handle and I thought that was really oh, cool oh um, that's awesome yeah, I know yeah. what I mean. I'm not going to say you know it either, I mean. just in case. <laughs> just in case, you never know. He's overseas. Yeah. Yeah, he is overseas. Well, they're both overseas. They're both overseas. Both yeah. overseas. So you must have a, you must be doing better than you think with your, yeah, I don't know. With your YouTube <laughs> we channel. Got, our reach for the podcast is, is very international, actually. Yeah, um, it's been... We have a lot of listeners over in America. actually. We've got people like in Bosnia and Botswana yeah, and stuff like that. You know, crazy, crazy so demographics. If you're listening to this and you're in Botswana... Thanks. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> and thank you, Steve, as well, for coming on. Not a problem, not a problem. Right. Hopefully, hopefully we can get a longer chat in and yes. maybe come down and, and, a camp. and, and, and see you guys to, and we can, we can do you. it all and That'd have a, a, you know, a fire in background for sound effects yes. and stuff yeah. like that. And, and even, it, we might even get up north sometime, might yeah, we? I'd yeah, I'd love that. I'd love to come and visit your workshop at some point and see where you I'm glad I could come and see you guys. I'm glad I could come and see you. And good luck with everything. Good luck yeah. with the YouTube channel Thank and good you luck so with much. the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. No and uh, it's amazing. I just want to offer you a big congratulations as well with all the stuff you've been doing with Joe Price yeah. and yeah, getting everything into international <laughs> markets and getting it abroad. And well, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, me and Joe impressive. just kind of have these chats and we don't end up, we don't like intentionally have business meetings, business meetings, because <laughs> we just have these chats and it's just like, what if we did this? What yeah. if we did that? And before you know it, you know what I mean? It's Joe's a, like, let's do it. Yeah. And it just kind of such an easy He's guy such a lovely to, guy, yeah. yeah. We yeah. had him on the podcast and we chatted to him for two hours and then we stopped the recording and then just carried on chatting. Yeah, we must have had like such four, a lovely guy. Hours of just and then we nerded out about our field and stills. Yeah. <laughs> you had yours there, I had mine you? out on the table while we were recording. He's got loads of mine, I've. Yeah. yeah. I like the look, of, I'll tell you which I, I really love the look of, is your, uh, is it the Banshee with the, yeah. the finger ring? Oh, the lichen. The lichen, the lichen yeah. yeah. The lichen, that just looks so much fun to play it's with. It's mean, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. That it's looks a really nice pattern. That's all made out of one piece of steel. Yeah, yeah. One piece of 6.4mm. Oh, 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 yeah. They're a pain in the ass to I make. Because <laughs> you do the rock pattern. So the rock pattern, for our listeners that don't know, the rock pattern is like, it's a texture oh. that you put on the G10, isn't it? Yeah, you, yeah. You, you it's, like, a, it's kind of a, 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 a faceted sort yeah, of flint. Yeah. It's effect amazing the amount of grip that it gives you and it's super comfy i actually yeah. think it's more comfortable than a flat uh, like a and you wouldn't look at it looking handle. at it you'd think oh that would you know yeah it's actually really it's really ergonomic. smoothly done yeah everything's 
You don't. The, the thing is, you don't think it's going to be comfortable. That's but it actually <laughs> is more comfortable than a smooth. That's what I'd, I'd agree with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Because especially with a Puko, you know, where you're running straight up onto the blade, it's kind of you got that same belly diet, belly bit in the middle with the mm. handle to the blade. It's nice to actually have that bit of extra security with the grip. Yeah. So if your hands get well, a little bit wet yeah. or sweaty, you don't run I mean, down. Traditionally, Pukos have no tran. You know, there's, yeah. Th yeah. there shouldn't really be a, a noticeable transition because mm. if you look at how those guys use them, yeah. you know what I mean. They're they're doing big power, you know, I mean, big power mm. cuts, and then they'll they'll switch it round and they'll flip it up and they'll they're, they're choking right up on them yeah. now and doing really fine, delicate tasks, and then they're back down to a yeah. reverse grip. You mm. know, so it's. Sometimes choils, they look great, mm. and sometimes they work really well in one grip. Mm. But people think that they're going to slip down onto a blade, you know, aren't necessarily that confident in using a knife in first mm. place. I mean, it's like you say, you use knives every day. Yeah. And you kind of realise that a lot of these ergonomic handles are unnecessary. They're just mm. there for aesthetics, or they're there mm. because somebody's made that knife not necessarily a knife user yeah it's mm. true even though you know they, they can make a great knife they might be a fantastic engineer yeah. but they've not used knives yeah enough. every day yeah. in the field for 30 years yeah that's it you know there's a big there's a big difference between knife makers and knife users who are knife makers yeah, yeah i'm not i'm not disrespecting anybody yeah, yeah. i mean there's a but lot of knife true. there's a lot of knife makers out there mm. It'll make absolutely stunning pieces. Yeah. But they're not knife users. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a knife user yeah, who became a knife maker because I couldn't find that <laughs> yeah. one ring to rule them all. You yeah. Know? That's when things good are born though, out of kind of necessity. Yeah. You know. Well your knives are very utilitarian, they're very practical. <laughs> and they're as a result flipping sexy. Well yeah. it's <laughs> <laughs> to me to me they really are. To me it's a knife is a tool. Yeah. You know, uh, they're kind of elevated into these mystic sort of objects a little bit because that's just through the ages. You know, knives were ceremonial. Mm. Knives were yeah, they weren't. You know, respect, bl blade, blades were something owned by wealthy people. You yeah. know, most guys most guys didn't have a long knife. Knife they'd use an axe for most things because yeah. axes are a hell of a lot easier to make than a blade. Yeah. Um, so the kind of knives are elevated to that level, but. No, my knives, I like to think that my knives are the first knives that you grab because yeah. you're not that too worried about yeah. them getting dirty and yeah. you're not too worried about scratching them and you're not too worried about, you know, getting them bloody and... and yeah, 100%. From, from dealing with animals, not from dealing with people, obviously, we've got to say <laughs> yeah, that. No, <laughs> but, um, well, it, it's one that I keep on my neck and especially when I'm out stalking, it comes in really handy, yeah. you know, so... Uh, yeah. Well, I actually yeah. ordered my splinter at the Bushcraft Show last year when you were wearing it, the whole your one, the whole time. And I, <laughs> I messaged you while we were at the show and I was like, yeah, can I get one? Because you were like, <laughs> you were like wait, is that the splinter? The yeah. is still splinter well, the, yeah. guy, the, guy who, the guy who's asked me if I'll do stainless, he's a, a big um, big hunter over in over in Finland and he's mm. asked me if I'll do a stainless one for him yeah no uh, I can tell why because <laughs> he uses his splinter a hell of a lot but he said I'd really like it if it was stainless just for yeah. ease, ease of use 
That makes sense. Obviously, in a in a wet environment, it's yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's probably one of the few places that's <laughs> wetter than England. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Few and far between. Um, <laughs> so he just sort of said, you know, can you make me one in stainless? Yeah, well, I know for a fact if I make one, I'm going to end up You're making half a dozen. Yeah, whatever, then you'll have you to know. let us know. I think um, <laughs> so. I'll probably just do a, sh- uh, you know, I'll probably just do a little run. Mm. You know, yeah, do three yeah, in do green, it. three in black, three in orange. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Up. Launch them all as a, launch them all <laughs> as a batch run. Just before we end, just because yeah. I'm super nerding out here. Um, another thing that I really noticed that I love about your handles, as well as the rock pattern, are your hidden pins, where you do the the pins the, the same colour as the handle and you, they almost disappear yeah like you have yeah. to look for them to find them it's tricky it's tricky because you can't get a pin to match mm. you can't get a g10 pin to match every color of g10 mm. so it only really happens on the, the black the ones. orange or the black yeah. you know mm-hmm. or I think they do a green one now but not that many people order neon green mm. um so it only tends to happen on, on the orange and the black yeah, but nice. i know what you mean it kind of I love that about yeah. it. It kind of looks, cool. it looks like a, It looks like a stealth warship. Yeah, because you're like, so you notice anything there? It's like, not really. <laughs> you're like, exactly! Look <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's I don't use a lot of mechanical fixings. I don't, yeah. I don't think it's necessary. Mm. Um, if you're doing wood, or if you're doing Makata, then mechanical fixings, whether that be a loveless bolt or a Chicago screw or whatever, are kind of necessary, especially with wood, because mm. it's, just it's just belt and braces yeah mm. but with the g10 it bonds that well especially yeah. with the carbon pins or the g10 pins it bonds that well if you use the right adhesive and you prepare all your surfaces Probably, right yeah. and i mean there's guys out there joe i mean joe price is one he beats the hell out of his knives that he's had from me he'll say you know <laughs> his phrase is he beats his knives like they owe him money you know <laughs> Um, that's so Irish. And <laughs> I've, I've yet touch wood, touch grass, touch wood. I've yet to have a single failure from from yeah. just using pins and not brilliant. using any kind of mechanical bolts. Yeah, and the proof is in the pudding, is. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've seen me wail on mine. I have. Yeah. You've wailed on mine. I have. Because you were like, I don't want, I don't want to give it some. I was very really like, back at the beginning. Don't you were like, please give it some welly. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, they all come. They all come with a lifetime guarantee. Yeah. So you know, if you do break it. Well, that's um, um, and you've not been throwing it at rocks. Yeah, then I mean, I, I will get, fix them. Don't get me wrong; I look after my knives. Like I'm proper OCD about looking after my knives. But at the same time, when I'm using a knife, I'm using it as a tool. You do, yeah. And they will do whatever they have to do to get the job done. Yeah, yeah. So. No, so well, that's another reason to <laughs> have a look at field. So where where can people find you as well, Steve? Just so a lot well, of listeners can. Uh, Probably not so much on Facebook these days because mm. I think Facebook's kind of done yeah. for knife uh, knife makers. Um, I am on Facebook as Steve Armstrong, which is kind of linked to my Instagram, but it's, it's field underscore and underscore steel on Instagram, or just put in Steve Armstrong and it'll bring me up. Brilliant. Uh, and also www.fieldandsteel.com. Great. And they come Wodesman recommended because I've used yeah. them for you good couple of we're years we're both proud owners and yeah we both have bought them with our own money and yeah. used them as some of our main knives and hopefully i'll be getting something else of yours soon excellent after yeah. keep an eye out for some runs i yeah. am getting someone of yours soon <laughs> you I, I have one of uh, steve's nesmux which is You're his beast 
uh, because you said you wanted to do some big knives. And I do. The hell of a lot of fun to make a big knives. Yeah. So we're going to be having lot. some plays <laughs> with some of your big knives. So look out for that in the upcoming videos. I want to do a, a, like a, a show and tell on that when I get it. And uh, looking forward to it. Cheers, Thank guys. You. Cheers. Thank you.